Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up? Hey. <clears throat> what up? You got shit stuck in your throat? I do. Hmm. A little phlegmy today. <clears throat> Fabulous. Sorry. Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's mm. been all day. Oh. I don't feel bad for you after your comment on Saturday. Was I my... really hope you don't get me sick. Yeah. Bitch, I will lick your eyeball. To get you sick now. Yeah, I don't want to get sick. Whatever. Whatever. Keep your germs to yourself. Shut up. (laughs) Mm -mm. Sharing is caring. Uh, So how was your day, babe? Uh, I don't know. It was a day. Other than the kids pissing you off. Yeah. It was Calling you 25 fucking times. And then Leah fucking blowing me up 17 times. Babe, like... (laughs) I know. Oh, I know. I was pissed. It's like the talk is coming tonight. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Stop calling us so much. here's the thing. If I'm at work and you call me and I don't answer, odds are there's a good fucking reason I didn't answer yeah, and I it, when it happens to me, I usually text you or something. I will call you back. Mm-hmm. You calling me 17 more times in a row is not going to make me pick up the phone. No, it's just going to cause you to get angry. And ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, oh, my God, they're fucking spoiled brats. Because that's, this is the, our creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did it. Yeah. We fucking totally did. If Leah needs something, she has to have it now. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah, like there. That's me. 100%. It, it has to happen now. Um, and Jax is just needy in general. Yeah, and that's you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so. Oh God. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. but Leah was definitely getting on my nerves today, Ugh. calling and asking for money and. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! While I'm at work trying Going to, to friend's house make and... said money, <laughs> right? So, like, I I tried to tell. I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a webinar. Like, yeah. And then she asked me what yeah, that was. It's a live fucking webinar. Like, I'm trying to learn something. There's an actual physical person speaking to me yeah. who can see me. I can't look down and be on my fucking phone. No, but one of the text messages I could show you was, Mark, do you know how long these webinars are? (laughs) I said, Leah, no fucking clue. 
That you was, didn't even know what I had a webinar for. No. <laughs> and that's that. my response was, Leah, no fucking clue. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. So it was finally just wait till mom fucking calls you. Yeah. And that's it. No, they don't. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So. Yeah. It's our 10-year wedding anniversary today. Today is. Do you know how many people asked me if we were going to Olive Garden? <laughs> That would be fucking phenomenal if we did. <laughs> so many people were like, you going to Olive Garden? God. I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't we go? I don't know. Because we suck? Yeah. Leaving the house is a fucking chore? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go this weekend? Like, legit. To Olive Garden? Yeah. I really want their fucking breadsticks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, bad. <laughs> And their tour of Italy, if they still have it. They always have it. Oh, That's what you always get. I want it. Ugh. I want it. So. So why don't we do that? All right. Our 10-year wedding anniversary is with me spent at work. Yeah. And then me at home. Mm-hmm. Coloring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. My God. We suck. Oh, life. God loves us. <sighs> God fucking hates us, baby. Dude, the amount of shit that we've been through in 10 years. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, I I tap out. <laughs> right? I'm like, done. You hear so many people, oh, God only gives you so much that you can hit. Dude. I'm, I'm not Superman. I'm tapping. Yeah. I'm fucking tapping out. I'm done. Like, I've had enough. I want to get <laughs> my, my brain fixed, and then I feel like we're, we're done. Yeah. I want to get my knees fixed, and then fucking what else do I have to do? See if they can fix my back anymore, mm-hmm. which I doubt. Get off the fucking pain medicine. That'll be a treat. That will never happen, but that's okay. But yeah, I, I tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby Jesus, I tap. <laughs> it's so bad. I know. Fuck. I mean, like, you like... Literally died. Yeah. Literally. Twice. <laughs> died. You had cancer. I had cancer. <laughs> now both of our brains are fucked up. Right. Yeah. I'll have a big old zipper on the back of my fucking head. Oh my God. Half of you doesn't fucking work. Right. I'm missing half of my organs. <laughs> We're a great couple. Could you imagine, like, breaking up and then trying to date again? <laughs> you would still need a ride. I would have to take I you. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I just, I don't want to tell the story. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that would go well. No. <laughs> I mean, me dropping you off probably wouldn't go well either. So. Well, what else am I supposed He's to like, do? No, it's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all good. You don't have to leave. <laughs> I push you out of the car. <laughs> right. With my foot. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's our wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, babe. <laughs> Happy anniversary. The day we I got married, you, we went to TJ Friday's and then to a strip club. Yeah, so that's a way to do it. We've grown. Yeah. <laughs> or gotten boring. Oh, fuck. That's a way to do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
All right. <sighs> What's up with uh, some business? I got I got two new Patreons. Mm. I got Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. My little Oscar. He's a uh, patrolman. Okay. And then Teresa. Teresa. T-Lo. All right. I've known her for a very, very long time. Yeah. We went to school together. Awesome. Every time I see her, I tell her I'm going to lick my fingers and wipe her eyebrows off. <laughs> she fucking hates me. <laughs> but we both love Steel Magnolias. Yeah. We we bond over that and being a bitchy mom. Yeah. It works. It does. Yeah. Well, so, that's cool. Thank um, you, guys. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. That's and awesome. then the Delphi thing, I'm sure everybody has heard. Yep. Literally while we were recording. Yeah. Indiana State Police put out a press release that they were looking for um, the person or anybody who had communicated with a fake profile, uh, Anthony Potts. Shots. Shots. Yeah. Anthony Shots. While we were fucking recording. Yeah. It happened. And I mean, everybody blew us up afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it came out that they're looking for him. And then they supposedly found him. Yeah. And he he lived 40 minutes away at the time of the murders. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Florida, though, now, right? He's yeah, in a I different think, state. But he, I think he's in custody in he, Florida. He is for... Uh, a separate incident. Child pornography. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was 40... He lived 40 minutes away at the time. So, when this is concluded, are you going to praise me that I was right from the get-go? No. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Didn't we just talk about how we've been married for 10 years? Yeah. Do you not know me at all? <laughs> I told you she was cat. They were catfish. I just. You wanted something more. From no, the- I didn't want something more. I just. I don't know. I When they said that they weren't catfish, they went through everything. I believed them. Uh, no, I didn't. Clearly. Yeah. Well, they're not going to give up all all their evidence that they have. I know that, but. And it's just. it's uh, Thinking about it. It. This is not random. It's not random. The spot is not random. I don't think it was random. The two girls are not random. I never thought it was random. I never said no, it was random. No, but we we talked about this a little bit. Like with like big incidents, some people like think like that's where conspiracy theories right. come come into play because people don't want to believe the simple. Like mm. like murder is, believe it or not, murder is simple. Mm-hmm. There's only three kinds of murders. Sex, money, drugs. Yeah. But <laughs> Seriously. The, the sex could be categor- categorized as passion. Right. It's really passion, drugs, or money. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Those are the only types of murders. Right. So when something like this happens, that like there's so many unanswered questions, oh my God, th- there's something more. Everything right. is being hi- hidden from us. Right. Like, this has got to be going on. That's got to be, be going. No. It's a, it's a simple murder. I guess I just, I and I don't want to say question because that's it's not what I mean. Because I think these guys have done a fucking phenomenal job in their investigation. I, I know that you keep things close to the vest. Right. But what finally, after four years, led them to this profile? You know what I mean? Like, that's I what I would know. like to. I don't know. It depends on how, how long it took them to go through all the Facebook... Right? That's I'm what I'm sh- wondering. I'm, I'm sure they did a bunch of search warrants on Facebook. Oh, I'm sure. And you've seen what I... Those I've, take for fucking ever. You've... I've 
I've let you see yeah. seen what comes back. And I mean, yeah. sometimes, I mean, depending on how much communication and how active a person is online. Yeah. I mean, it's thousands oh, of fucking pages. Easily. Thousands. Easily. So, I mean, my little ones that I would get back were 5,000 pages. Mm-hmm. And that was a short one. Right. And they take a, a lot. Yeah. Time. I mean, you got to pay attention to them. Like, you have to digest, like, you have to Did, dissect it. Yeah, you have to dissect every single page because you could miss something. Right. And Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a fuck. No. Whether it's a famous murder or not. No. Not famous, but you know what I mean. No. The shit we have so. to put in for the search warrant is ridiculous, but... Censor's coming off. <clears throat> so, we'll keep everybody up to date on that. Yeah. Uh, Scott Peterson was resentenced to life, mm-hmm. which... Honestly, I've not had time to look into. I want to look into it because I thought he was supposed to have an evidentiary hearing, and I don't know if he did. I think he just had a resentencing. So yeah, I think it was just the resentencing. Yeah, so I want to find out because the the judge was adamant that he was going to get this evidentiary hearing. So I'm going to look into it. Mm. I haven't had fucking time. Whatever. Lots going on. Yeah. Lots going on. And our dryer broke. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Among other things. Why don't we fucking drink more? I know. <laughs> I know. Our fucking Christmas tree, by the way. So half of it was broken. The top half and the bottom half didn't have any lights that worked. Then we couldn't find the stand to the Christmas tree. Right. So I had to go to Walmart, and the only one they had was for a real fucking tree. And I laid under that motherfucking thing for how long? An hour? Yeah, at least. Uh, It's now still crooked. <laughs> But the majority of it is being held up by movies. a whiskey bottle. And movies. <laughs> and movies. We're so <laughs> fucking ghetto. I don't give a fuck right now. Yeah, we're so <laughs> fucking, fucking ghetto. Stand. It, there's no use in buying a new tree this year. We'll no. get a new one next no. year. No. I did <clears> not have the time, the energy, or the fucking patience. Right. Whatsoever. Right. So. Sub pump's all fucked up. Yeah. That took a shit on us. So, uh. Again, we tap. Yeah, yep. we tap out. Maybe I'll have a drink with you tonight. Baby Jesus, I yeah. tap. Yeah, maybe I'll have a drink with you. I always say Why that, but you? I never do. Yeah, you should. Because I end up sitting down and researching. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it Fuck half it. of the bag. Just one night, take off. Yeah, I know. Let's just watch TV and fucking have a drink, nah, you I'm know? St- I'm still going to end up researching. Oh, God. Yeah. We'll do it when I fall asleep. Which is like four sips in, so you're good. I'm getting better. No. I could last a drink. No. What do you consider lasting? Five minutes after no, no, my no. last sip. No. <laughs> Falling asleep? Yeah. Oh. Eh, maybe. Mm. Eh. Well, I, I think I'm getting better. I already started researching the next case. Kind of. I mean, I half-assed listen to a podcast. Is it a request? Uh, Yeah. I think so. I think so. Okay, because this one's a request. This one is a request. Yeah. Correct. Um, the next one is going to be a Patreon. I don't know. I'm going to The next and, one is? I thought. Isn't that what you said you wanted to do? Well, I thought I we know. were going to do one more. Apparently, we have to discuss this. Yeah, I thought we were going to do one more regular one and then Okay. Patreon again. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, our poop shoot shirts are ready. I have mm-hmm. to go pick them up this week. Yep. Guys, we got the poop shoot shirts. Yep, we did. 
I'll. And I'm the poop shoot commander. Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, Erica's like, I need a fucking shirt. I need a poop shoot shirt. <laughs> Everyone does. Everybody wants one. <laughs> so. Fuck yeah. All right, I'll go get those this week. Okay. Cool. So. All right. Well, why don't you? Uh... There's a fucking hand sitting right here. Oh, for an action Who do you think figure? it belongs to? Roman Reigns? <clears throat> Probably. He's got a glove on. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, it might be Roman Reigns. Random fucking hand. It's like goddamn Barbie shoes. There was one under the fucking oven today <laughs> that I had him pick up. Like, dude, this is getting fucking it's annoying. Just, it's weird to me that they come with separate sets of hands. I know. Why do they do that? I don't know. And heads. Sometimes they have, they have multiple head. heads. I know. Ugh. But he fucking leaves them everywhere. 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 Oh my god. Where? <gasps> you know what I forgot to tell you? What? <laughs> you know how that little shithead last night was like, Nana spends all her money on us. Yeah. And I, I just, I really think we should just send her $5. Yeah. Do you want to know why he wanted me to send her $5? Probably because she just spent $5 no. on him. So she would. So she would buy him fucking Robux. He was going to wait for me to send it to her and then ask her to buy him Robux. What a little dick. <laughs> and she would have done it. That's yeah, she would have. What yeah. a little dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So. Spoiled brats. Mm-hmm. And we did it. <laughs> Yesterday, though, he cracked me up when he was eating McDonald's. Hey, Ma, bet you, regret, bet you they regret putting that Travis Scott meal out now, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag too soon. Right. <laughs> so, uh, oh my god. He comes up with some funny shit. He is a funny. For he's an a funny old. kid. Yeah. He's hilarious. He is. So. I mean, we're fucking hilarious. Yeah. So one of them well, should fucking be. Fucking a right, we are. I mean, shit. Oh. oh, that was loud. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. My pen moving. Oh. It's a big well, pun. why don't you tell the peeps what we are doing today? All right. So today is episode, what, 34? 34? Yeah. Is that what we decided on? I believe so, yeah. Uh, okay, so today we are doing Shelly Michael. Okay. Um, it was it was a snapped episode. Mm. I don't know how famous it was, but we did get a request because it uh, was somebody's hometown. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so. Here we go. That's what we're doing. Okay. All right. Uh, November 28th, 2005, started off like any other day. Shelly Michael got to her job at Ruby Memorial at approximately 6.15 to 6.30. Shelly was a nurse practitioner on the pediatric floor. At approximately 10.30 a.m., Shelly got a call saying her house was on fire. Hmm. She rushed, and I use air quotes, to her house about a mile away from the hospital. Shelly got there and started screaming, quote, where's Jimmy? The firefighters kept responding with, quote, we don't know. We can't find him. Hmm. So Michelle Annette Goots was born January 21st, 1972 in Clarksburg, West Virginia to parents Michael and Kathy Goots. And she had a sister, Jennifer. I love the last name Goots, by the way. That is pretty sweet. Um, After some rough beginnings in a shotgun wedding because Kathy was pregnant with Mm. Shelly, the Goots eventually became owners of a refrigeration equipment company. Mm. Shelly was a happy, somewhat well-behaved child, at least she appeared to be, and was actually excellent in school. The Goots were strict parents and Shelly 
sometimes it was kind of like, fuck you guys. Hmm. Whatever. Um, much later, Shelly would say that she was molested by an unknown family member at the age of nine. Ooh. She didn't tell anybody, fearing it would alter her happy, well-adjusted appearance. Yeah. You're nine. You don't... Yeah. What do you know about a happy, well-adjusted appearance? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, her sister, who was the exact opposite of her, was overweight. And I hate saying that, because I don't know what she was, but that's how she was described in multiple sources. Hmm. So, she was probably 140 pounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, very shy. And kind of lived in Shelly's shadow. Yeah. Uh, looks can be deceiving, though. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Shelly ignored curfews and got caught boozing it up at 14. Mm. She was also caught shoplifting at a local mall, but was never prosecuted. Hmm. Most of her behavior was swept under the rug, being overshadowed by her academic performance and her newfound hobby of cheerleading. Ooh. She's a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mother enthusiastically supported her new hobby. Hmm. I wasn't that enthusiastic of a cheer mom. <laughs> no, you weren't. No. <laughs> Are you going to do it? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty pushy football mom, though. Yeah, you are. And I don't care. Yeah, you are. Um, so cheerleading became Shelly's life, actually. She remained a straight-A student and a cheerleader through high school. She had dreams of attending West Virginia University, which was local Mm -hmm. to her, so she wouldn't have to go anywhere. She graduated salutorian of her class and was voted most likely to succeed. Wow. In 1990, she started college at West Virginia University after being easily accepted. After starting school, she earned a coveted spot on the cheerleading squad. Shelly loved doing her signature backflip across the field and all of the attention it got her. Uh She's a giant attention whore. I was just going to say that. Uh, In February of 1992, Shelly started dating Bruce Atkins. Uh, Almost immediately, she got pregnant. No one, including her uh, strict Catholic parents, thought that marriage was a good idea. So she ended up giving uh, birth to her son, I guess as a single parent, but... um, he helped. Yeah. Um, her son's name is Alec. I wouldn't really consider that single. I wouldn't either. I, I don't like how people say that. Yeah. So he when helped. When the father's involved. Right. You're not single. Um, there's not much about him though. Like, so they break up and then that's, there's right. no more really you hear about him. So yeah. he, he did originally, you know, when the baby was yeah. born, take care of the baby. Um, her mom would then drive to Morgantown weekly to watch the baby so Shelly could get right back to school. Uh, he eventually asked Shelly to marry him. Uh, and she's like, mm, no, thanks. She thinks it was out of jealousy, though, because at this point she had already met um, another man and was seriously involved mm, with him. Yeah. His name was Rob Angus. Um, Angus. Angus. And he he's he's a good fucking dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. Oh, um, okay. He was also a uh, WVU student. Rob and Alec became very close, which was very important to Shelly. However, she would later say that she was never in love with Rob, but felt the relationship was important for Alec. Yeah. Uh, shortly after becoming engaged, Shelly found out she was pregnant. Mm. She ended up getting an abortion in Pittsburgh. Schmishmortion. Blaming it on Rob, saying he told her to do it because it wasn't a good time to have a baby. There's never a good time to have a fucking yeah. baby. Ever. Right. Um, <laughs> Wow. Jesus Christ. That scared the shit out of me. I don't have anything getting delivered. Uh, 
Man. Later that same fall, Shelly went to a football party. I think I just pooped my pants a bit. You probably did. Uh, Drank a whole shit ton and believes that she was raped. Uh, The only thing she really remembers is waking up feeling humiliated and dirty. And she doesn't know if she consented. So she doesn't really say, I got raped at a party. She's like, I I truly don't remember. However... Uh, it was with one of the football trainers. So that pretty much ended her cheerleading yeah. career. Mm-hmm. She's done. Um, despite a strained relationship and not really wanting to, Shelly married Rob in July of 1995. Rob got a job as a caretaker with Morgantown's Park and Rec's department. One of the perks of the job was they gave them a home to live in, yeah. which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Shelly stayed in school. Shortly after they got married, Bruce uh, suggested that Rob adopt Alec. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seemed like the best thing for everybody involved. And I'm assuming he did, but I couldn't find anything to say he did or he didn't. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it sounded like he did. Okay. So um, their relationship, though, was very strained and eventually became violent. Uh, Shelly's sister Jennifer said Rob knew exactly how to push Shelly's buttons, but Shelly did admit that the physical altercations were started by both of them. Mm. So Rob uh, refuses still to this day to comment on that aspect mm. of their marriage. Yeah. Um, again, despite their issues, Shelly got pregnant. Mm. At 39 weeks pregnant, she was caught shoplifting. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, it was what in September doing? and she was caught with a Halloween costume for Alec in her bag. Uh, she swore up and down it was a mistake. She just put it in there and she was going to pay for it. And the judge was like, sure. mm, fuck you. Uh, she was found guilty and sentenced to probation. Now, if they were struggling and she was stealing some food or something. Right. Different story. I'd have no problem with that. Right. I mean, so many, struggling? so many times I let people go because of that situation. Listen, if you're stealing fucking eggs, let yeah. me grab you some bread and milk to exactly. go with it. You know? But a fucking Halloween on. costume? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Uh, Shelly gave birth to her daughter, Kylie, a few weeks after that. Mm. Uh, after seven fucking years, <laughs> Shelly finally graduated with her bachelor's in nursing. Mm. Seven years. Well, that'll be me. My Fuck. Gu- yeah, but my guess would be it was because she got knocked up a couple times along the way. No. So. My issue is my brain don't work, so I can only right. take one class at a time. True fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> totally okay. Yeah. My brain makes my fucking eye twitch now. Mm. And I look like a drunk because I have nystagmus in one eye. Mm. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> so. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's twitching right now. So she was offered a job at Ruby Memorial Hospital in the PICU, which is the pediatric intensive care yeah. unit. Um, this was uh, around... 98, I think, or 95, maybe. Uh, she was making $28 an hour, which Whoa, then was then. huge. Yeah, which would e, uh, be equivalent to uh, about $46, $47 an hour now. So Jeez. she was making a good living. Yeah. Um, Shelly would state in many interviews that she loved her job and she loved working with kids and babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 100% full of shit. Oh, okay. So, uh, her co-workers would tend to disagree, saying that she spent more time flirting and doing high kicks for attention than actually taking care of patients. High kicks. She would. She would walk down the hall and do fucking high kicks. Spartan spirit. 
Yes. That's exactly what it was. We should use that as a picture for the episode. (laughs) Spartan spirit. Um, One of her coworkers was Stephanie Michael, who was a respiratory nurse at the hospital. Uh, She thought Shelly's behavior was pretty fucking obnoxious, Mm. obviously, but really didn't have any problems with her. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Stephanie's husband, Jimmy Michael, was also a respiratory therapist at the hospital. Uh, Jimmy worked, I can't read by candlelight, mostly in the PICU. And after Shelly had been at the hospital for a year, her and Jimmy ended up on the same weekends. Mm. Uh, The two started a friendship after what Shelly would later call an instant attraction. Mm. Uh, Let me just give a quick shout out here to respiratory therapists because fuck. No, can't do it can do it and i know you had one and i i did it for you but i can't suction a fucking trach i can't <laughs> i can't do it so god bless these respiratory therapists because there's no yeah, fucking way you had you had two time. yeah i know i had two one of yeah. them i went to school with oh really yeah from like kindergarten on oh no yeah. kidding so um all right james andrew michael was born in cumberland maryland to parents dennis who they called denny Mm-hmm. and Ruth Michael on February 20th, 1972. So he was only born three weeks after Shelley. Mm. Uh, I still have to get used to you like staring at me. I know. It's very weird. Mm. Um, he did have an older brother named Stephen, who was his polar opposite. Stephen was tall and athletic, but not so good at school. And Jimmy was short and again, overweight. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. And was excellent at school. Uh, Denny was a Baptist preacher. Just like his uh, father was. So, yeah. Uh, Jimmy was, I don't know, why does that keep doing that? Probably because I'm doing that. Uh, Jimmy was great at hunting, and that's really how him and his dad bonding bonded because Steve sucked at it. Yeah. So, he was self conscious, but he was good natured and, and very popular. He, he was like one of the funny kids, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he made the football team and he earned the nickname Chunk. Leah just got home, so she opened the door and the dog went batshit crazy. Yeah, so we had to briefly pause. Sorry, Sorry. about that, guys. Uh, so he made the football team, and they nicknamed him Chunk, <laughs> which he didn't uh, care. He was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, he did. He was told by the football coach though that he had to lose weight because he was too much of uh, like uh, like an accident waiting to happen, hmm. pretty much. So he did. He lost weight. But they still call them chunk. Um, He did want to go to medical school and really wanted to take care of children. He was not full of shit. Yeah. Uh, His parents encouraged him to attend. I'm going to say this wrong. Allegheny, Allegheny College in Cumberland, as opposed to going away because they thought he was too immature to be on his own. Yeah. Um, Jimmy did go there. And when he was there, he became good friends with his uh, roommate, Reggie Hours. Reggie would later say uh, he used to tease Jimmy about his fascination with cheerleaders and skinny girls in general. Mm, They'll get you. Uh, Jimmy was usually overweight, but fixated on the perfect cheerleader type female. Oh, that got real dark for a minute. Don't we all? Uh, Reggie said he would come home and find Jimmy watching cheerleader competitions. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is that like his porn? Uh, Yeah, like, dude, there's like... You could watch porn you know where they're the, dressed as cheerleaders. Like, when you look at his face, like, he should have been a cheerleader. Okay. Like, I just feel like yeah. he would have fit in 
as a cheerleader yeah. versus a football player. But still, like, dude, what, what's with the competitions? <laughs> like, are I you, mean, I find them interesting, but uh, okay, you, I happen upon it. Is he jerking off to competitions? No, no. Like, instead, no. dude, watch porn. It's much better. I mean, you can get cheerleaders in porn, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's much better. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, he did graduate with an associate's in respiratory therapy in 1992. He then enrolled in West Virginia University planning on a chemistry major because, again, he wanted to go to yeah. medical school. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Reggie moved to Morgantown, and they both got jobs at Ruby Memorial as respiratory therapists. Jimmy's childhood friend Carrie was already enrolled in the school, majoring in psychology. She suggested that Jimmy and Reggie move in with her and her then-boyfriend, who is her now-husband, Seth. Yeah. Um, Jimmy met a petite, dark-haired respiratory nurse named Stephanie on his first day at Mm -hmm. Ruby Memorial. Mm -hmm. She was a quiet introvert, and he was a boisterous extrovert. She was the ideal, quote, skinny girl that Jimmy was fascinated with, and they quickly became a couple. Jimmy settled into a comfortable comfortable routine at Ruby Memorial. His endearing, that's not the right word, his endearing bedside manner made him popular with the patients and other employees. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy and Stephanie became engaged in 1993, uh, moving very quick. Yeah. She got pregnant shortly after, and they married a couple weeks later. In February of 1994, Stephanie gave birth to their son, Drew. They lived in a house owned by Stephanie's parents, um, so Jimmy was working extra shifts all the time to yeah. get a down payment on a house and then for medical school. Sorry, my face itches. Uh, after graduating West Virginia University, Jimmy learned that Stephanie had run up thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Ugh. So he decided instead of going to medical school, he was going to pay off her debt. Mm. I personally <laughs> would have gone to medical school. Yeah. The debt can wait. Yeah. Uh, by the fall of 1996, Stephanie was pregnant again, and they were fighting constantly. At one point, Stephanie called the police, saying Jimmy pinched her during an argument. <laughs> pinched her arm. Okay. Now, I don't want a victim shame, but he pinched you? Yeah. P- he, mm. he pinched you? Vicious. So, uh, their daughter was born in March of 1997. However, even she could not save their marriage, and they separated when the baby was five months old. Mm. Jimmy then bought a house of his own, so his kids were to have um, somewhere to sleep. Yeah. With it, you know, and they came to visit him. I need a drink. Go, 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 go. Good Lord. Uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, his parents counseled him to save his marriage. They didn't believe in divorce. Mm. Jimmy and Stephanie did end up reconciling in 1998. They renewed their vows and settled into Jimmy's new home. Oh, wow. Now, while Jimmy's parents pushed for and supported the reconciliation, Stephanie's parents are like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I I agree with that. (laughs) If it doesn't work out the first time, why do you think it's going to work out the second? And please don't say we stayed for the kids, because that's not what you want your kids to see. Right. Like, you want your kids to think that's what love is supposed to be like. Right. So, her parents ended up quit, like, they quit talking to her altogether. Wow. They were like, you are on your motherfucking own. Hmm. So, Jimmy started working a lot of night shifts. Him and Shelly started growing closer. 
Shelley would later say that they had a lot in common, including them both having two small kids and failing marriages. Many friends and co-workers, especially Reggie, believed that Shelley was actually on a mission and she pursued Jimmy relentlessly. She played right into his weaknesses. For one, she fucking cheerleader. Uh, yeah. Right? So, you know, she's doing them high kicks yes. in front of him. Yeah. Um, spirit. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if I tried to do a high kick? <laughs> I would pull a fucking groin muscle and then, like, smack my head on the ground when just, I fucking fell. Just stop. I can do a cartwheel still, but I can't do a fucking high kick. Oh, babe, just stop. I would be, like, I was just, my foot would just come right underneath me and be bad. <laughs> Oh, I don't wow. see you doing fucking high kicks over there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe in my wheelchair, I can lift my legs up. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> oh, what a dick. What is that movie? Uh, don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. What is that movie? Yeah. Where he, what about it? He's in the wheelchair and he's kicking his little dollies. <laughs> yeah. I think that is it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when I work out, that's how my legs look. That's <laughs> so gross. It's like Michael Flatley. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like his legs are independent from his body. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so... She flirted and was complimenting him constantly and obviously played up the uh, cheerleader role. No. It was Jimmy's dream come true. Uh, I really can't fucking see. Uh, During this whole time, Stephanie was still working at the same hospital. So they all fucking work together. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gets it gets very general hospital. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, sometimes she would even work the same same shifts as Shelly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she said Shelly would constantly complain about her house, the one that was provided through Rob's job that she didn't fucking pay for. Yeah. Uh, saying she wanted something nicer. Oh, sorry, bitch. This made, right? This made Stephanie regret telling Shelly that Jimmy had bought a nice new home in a good neighborhood. Uh, by Christmas of 1998, Shelly and Jimmy were having a full-blown affair. Mm. Um, Reggie knew that Shelly was actively pursuing Jimmy, but didn't realize that Jimmy had fucking caved. Yeah. So, uh, Shelly called the Michael house one night and immediately hung up when Stephanie answered. So Stephanie wrote down the number and found out it was Shelly's after asking people at work. They knew whose number it was. Yeah. She suspected the affair, but didn't confront Jimmy saying that she wanted to quote, watch it all unfold. Mm. Why? I don't know. I don't. Why? <laughs> fucking hit you with the phone. Right. Um, Jimmy continued to deny an affair, even though everybody at Ruby Memorial and Morgantown were like, "Dude, <laughs> for real, yeah, come on." Um, they fought constantly about it. Him denying it, her accusing, and on New Year's Eve, Jimmy threatened to physically throw Stephanie out of the house. Mm. So he never hit. His wife, but they yeah. said he did have a temper and he had a tendency to throw things. So maybe yeah. she thought like he was really going to pick her up and throw her. Right. Um, so she filed her third complaint with the police saying he threatened to kill her. Mm. Yeah. Like I, we escalated. Yeah. We escalated a lot. Just a there. bit. Uh, Stephanie finally filed for divorce and Jimmy was served at work. 
His parents, again, encouraged him to work it out, even though they knew it was pretty much over. Yeah, Um, stop. They said Shelly wouldn't have made a difference. She probably just sped up the process. Right. Um, The couple had rushed into everything and never really had a a great relationship, you know? Yeah. Uh, In January of 1999, Shelly walked out on Rob. Mm. Poor guy. Uh, Shelly blamed the demise of their marriage on the lack of trust, but not on her end. Oh. His end, because oh. he watched porn. No. <clears throat> Fucking competitions. No, no, no. That's the other one. Oh. Yeah, okay. no, no. This one watched porn. Which, um, we watch, we see it on Maury a lot, where yeah. the, the girls are like, he watches porn. Every what? guy does. Okay, do you want him to watch porn or go pay 20 bucks for a blowy in the fucking alley? Right. Like, who cares? Newsflash, ladies. Every guy watches porn. Uh, newsflash, guys. Ladies watch porn, too. They just won't fucking admit to right. it and get all uppity when their husbands look right. at it. Shut up. <clears throat> exactly. Go have your headache and lay down. <laughs> just saying. Um. So, obviously, they both Yeah. got divorced. Uh, Shelly moved into Jimmy's house almost immediately. Stephanie was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? And then said, of course, she got my house. <laughs> yeah, I'd be pissed too. Uh, Shelly and Jimmy invited Carrie, his old friend, and her husband, um, Seth, over for dinner. Yeah. Carrie was now an educational psychologist, and after observing Shelly around Jimmy's son, Drew, she felt that Shelly was too harsh on him no. uh, she brought her concerns to Jimmy who pretty much just blew her off mm-hmm. that summer Jimmy took Shelly to his parents new house in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. it was a nice new home on a giant piece of land and Denny did most of the add-ons himself including adding a pool nice uh, Shelly was very impressed mm. uh, Ruth said that while they were there Shelly made an offhanded comment about uh, giving them their inheritance now what she said something along the lines of why don't you just go ahead and give us our inheritance right now Hmm. yeah Yeah. you're not a gold digger right uh ruth found it odd but brushed it off can we stop brushing shit off guys (laughs) wave that red flag (laughs) it's okay wave it um so both shelly and jimmy had joint custody of their kids it was arranged that all four kids would be at the same house on the same weekend, which it's a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Mondays and Tuesdays, the kid would the kids would go to their respective mother's house. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of moving around, a lot of shuffling, but they made it work. Mm-hmm. Friends and family started to notice what appeared to be Shelley bullying Jimmy Sundrew, mm. and they use that word "bullying" in multiple sources, which really? makes me want to punch her in the face. Yeah. Um, the fuck is that about? They also said that her son Alec was also bullying him. Dude, yeah. not cool. Like, other people are noticing. Yeah, you that's know? not cool. Now, the two girls got along fucking fantastic. They yeah. were like two peas in a pod. Um, Jimmy didn't do anything really about Alec bullying Drew because he just assumed that the boys were being competitive like boys and right. brothers are. Yeah. Um, the boys never got along, and Drew's relationship with Shelly continued to go downhill. Shelly and Jimmy became engaged shortly after their divorces. Stephanie was hurt, thinking it was too soon. And again, they all still work together at the fucking hospital. Oh, my God. Yes. Dude, someone go to a different Along with their hospital. friend, Reggie. He still works there, too. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Reggie? Um, 
So my notes say, cool, let me work a shift with the broad my husband left me for. <laughs> right. Awesome. Do See a high kick. that goes, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. You're going to get a foot right in the cunt. <laughs> um, on top of the fact, like she definitely would have, because she was a total fucking dick yeah. to Stephanie at work, taunting her, um, even going as far as saying in, a, in front of a bunch of other people that she was going to take her back to court and get full custody of the kids. Yeah. Uh, you're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Poor Stephanie was like, listen... I'm just trying to go to fucking work and pay my bills and raise my kids. Right. Not deal with your fucking crazy ass. Um, so in May of 2000, Shelly and Jimmy were married in a small Baptist ceremony. They wrote their own vows uh, and appeared to be very much in love. We, like, what do you say? <laughs> Can you imagine what our vows would say? I love you. Please promise to put the Crustables in the freezer. Right. I like my Crustables frozen. Yeah. Like, uh, people actually write their own vows, don't they? tasty like that. Yeah. I don't know what I would say. We would both end up just reading, like, Corinthians to each other. Yeah. Um, after they got married. Please buy me, buy me butt wipes instead of regular <laughs> toilet paper. Just have and get some jack on the way home. Right. <laughs> I think we will be mighty fine then. I promise not to get mad when you buy 37 sweaters at Target. Because right. <laughs> really, I mean, that's true life right there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what the fuck? Oh, after... Uh, Oh, you're going to get pissed about this. This is going to be funny. Oh, shit. Uh, so after they got married, Shelly forced Jimmy to stop communicating with Stephanie altogether. Mm. Uh, all communications had to go through Shelly, and Stephanie was not even allowed to have Jimmy's cell phone number. Ooh. That is a giant yeah. fuck and you. That is. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. I... Mm. <laughs> Let's see how well that would fuck. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shelly was pretty much taking over his life. Yeah. The only thing she couldn't control about him was his devout faith. So if you can't beat him, join him. She pretty much threw herself into the church and made sure that it was a family affair. Oh, God. Uh, Jimmy became a Pop Warner coach. Hey. I thought I'd throw that in there. For Alec and Drew's football team with the help of Rob Agnes. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelly started coaching Kylie and JC, that is Stephanie and Jimmy's daughter, okay. uh, their junior pro squad uh, cheerleading team. Mm-hmm. Tensions were still high, unfortunately. Uh, in February 2001, Stephanie filed another complaint against Jimmy with the police. She claimed that he tried to hit her with his car during an argument. He had both girls in his car. Yeah. Um, Stephanie filed a bunch of protective orders and there must have been some truth to it because he ended up taking a plea bargain for simple assault to avoid a criminal record. Uh, Stephanie asked for the charges to be dropped if Jimmy attended anger management classes. Uh, In early 2002, Shelly started to pressure Jimmy into buying a new house, saying their family had outgrown their current home and it was too far from work. It's five fucking miles from work. Oh my God. Dude. Five. Five. You're killing me, Smalls. I live, like, what, 157 miles from work? (laughs) Right. Um, And we're staying the fuck here. Oh, God. 
Uh, what she really wanted was to move into the Fancy Pants Suncrest subdivision. Ooh, Fancy Pants. I did write Fancy Pants, by the way. Nice job. <laughs> um, she found a four-bedroom house on Killarney Drive that she absolutely fell in love with. Mm-hmm. However, she had just dropped on to part-time. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy was like, mm, I don't think we can afford it. Yeah. For real. She wanted to go back to school to get her master's in nursing. Yeah. Which eventually becomes funny because her work ethic is shit. Yeah. So she uh, eventually would become a nurse practitioner, but she just kind of like warmed down and warmed down and warmed down. Yeah. And by May, they moved into the new house. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the new house was one mile. <sighs> ah, singular mile. Yeah. From work. Okay. Remember that. Okay. Keep that in the back of your mind. One mile. Ah, mile. Uh, they made friends with the neighbors, who not only noticed that Shelly very rarely liked to wear actual clothing, um, <laughs> and dressed um, very like, provocatively. Like a whore? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say that, but yeah, you beat me to it. Uh, but they also noticed how shitty she treated Drew. Oh, so really? now more people are seeing this. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy described his wife as feisty, but family would say that that was his polite way of saying that Shelly got a, what Shelly wanted. She's a cunt. Pretty much. Uh, she needed to put out that picture perfect facade. Yeah. She had to. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, I know. Like, that's not normal. That's why I can't stand people like that. That's like, not, it's not it's normal. Not, it's not real. It's not it's fucking not. real. Ugh. <clears throat> so cracks started to show. Mm. See, you just put your fucking crazy on the front porch like we do. Right. Whatever. Um, in July of 2003, Shelly was suspended without pay from work for insubordination. Mm. She had taken a two-week vacation, even though she was denied the time off. She mm. just didn't. Whatever. I'm not coming. Cool. <laughs> um, three weeks later, her sister Jennifer, who yeah. was pregnant with her third child, mm-hmm. came out as a lesbian. Ooh. Uh, she left her husband and moved in with her girlfriend, Jamie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Shelly's parents reluctantly accepted Jennifer's choice, obviously. Yeah. Because you know, whatever. Uh, Jimmy did not, though. He felt it was against his faith and he forbid his kids from seeing their aunt. Shelly was upset, but she agreed with Jimmy. Wow. She was, however, invited to the baptism. Mm -hmm. She went to the baptism and uh, sat through the whole ceremony, just like pissed off. Yeah. And then it got worse when she found out that Jamie was going to be going to the family dinner afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Shelly fucking lost her shit. She went over to Jamie's car, pulled her out of the car and started beating the fuck out of her. No shit. Um, They eventually, obviously, pulled her off. Yeah. But now people are like... So she's fucking crazy. <laughs> cool. Now Go we know. Figure. Hmm. Um, you don't say. Oh, my God. So a couple weeks after that, oh, well, I broke. Most people thought Shelly was on some bullshit <laughs> and <laughs> was putting so. on an act. Um, a couple of weeks later, Jimmy went to his best friend, Jeremy Miller, uh, at church looking for help. Yeah. Jimmy had come home to a package in his name. Inside of the package was a sweater of Shelly's and a note that said, quote, keep your whore wife away from my husband. <laughs> I like that. Isn't that like the first rule? Don't leave your clothing somewhere? Yeah, like, I would think so. How do you, for 
ever get a whole ass sweater? <laughs> right. A whole fucking sweater. Like when you're leaving, aren't you like, hmm. I'm a I don't little, have a shirt on. I'm a little huh. chilly. <laughs> I would be pissed if I left. I would be going back. I want my sweater. Nope, she, she left it. I'm sure she got it back. Do you think he gave it back? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I don't know. I'd be like, here, fuck face. Right. <laughs> <Sweater>. <laughs> Fucking line drive to her face with it. <laughs> yes. Um, so poor Jimmy was like, why does this lady send me this shit? And why is my wife fucking denying it? You yeah. know? Um, Jimmy didn't think that she was actually cheating, but everybody was like, dude, she's cheating. She's a whore. You're in fucking denial. Yeah. Um, so in July of 2004, Shelly received her pediatric nurse practitioner certificate, which is huge. Yeah, like, that's that a is. big fucking deal. That is. Um, despite her shit work ethic, Ruby Memorial actually offered her a full-time position. Wow. Uh, despite Shelly strongly expressing in her interview, she only wanted to work part-time. She only wanted to work three tens a week. Three ten-hour shifts. Must be nice. Uh, the supervisor who knew her shit said it had to be a full-time position because of the added responsibility. Yeah. Shelly pushed and pushed, and the supervisor finally relented, saying that they'd give it a try. Mm. Uh, in August of 2004, Stephanie married a nurse, Dan Estelle. He was a pediatric nurse at Ruby Memorial. Are we keeping track now? Mm, yeah. Although Jimmy worked full-time at a pharmacy, he had gone to a pharmacy job. They said they were going to make him a partner in three years. Yeah. So he was making more money. He was still picking up shifts at the hospital. So now, in case you've lost count, mm-hmm. we have Jimmy, Stephanie, Shelly, Dan, and Reggie. All working at the hospital. Yeah, this could be a soap opera. Together. It comes out later. There's a neighbor that lives three doors down from them. Mm. Also works at the hospital. Dude, is this the only fucking place of employment? Uh, babe, I'm telling you. The fuck? I am telling you. So by that winter, Shelly was at this point just very standoffish with yeah. Jimmy. And he was getting frustrated. Um, he was frustrated at work also. He had been promised, like I just said, that he was going to become partner, and he didn't. So he was like, fuck you guys. Mm. He quit the pharmacy and started his own medical supply business. Mm. Uh, he secured a $60,000 loan and a couple partners, but did keep 55% ownership of the company. Yeah. In January 2005, Jimmy opened Mountaineer Home Medical. Nice. He threw himself into his business, <clears throat> and it did pay off. However, it pissed Shelly off. Yeah. Uh, the business was, was doing well, uh, but income wasn't close to what he was making, and he was constantly working. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot I mean, to start a business, oh, I yeah. would imagine. You know? yeah. It takes a few years to get off the ground. Yeah. Um, in typical Shelly fashion, she inserted herself into the business. She constantly questioned Jimmy and his business decisions and would call meetings with his partners, embarrassing the fuck out of him. What a bitch. Yeah. She, Dude. Yeah. So this obviously added more strain to their relationship. Yeah. But, you know, they had appearances to keep up. 
Mm-hmm. So at the recommendation of his business partners, Jimmy met with an insurance agent to get life insurance. Now that he was out on his own, they're like, you know, you got to protect your yeah. business. You got to protect your family. Right. So Shelly went with him for the meeting and they took out a $500,000 policy on him and a $200,000 policy on her. She also had a $300,000 policy through work. So oh, they were okay. they were both insured yeah. for 500 grand. Um Ruby Memorial at this point was adding a new pediatric wing and Shelly was really needed full time. Mm-hmm. She refused. Again. What a bitch. What the fuck else are you doing? Right. What are you doing? I- exactly. You're bitching about his business not making money. You make then 60 fucking some work. fucking dollars an hour. Yeah. Jesus. Fucking add a day. Uh, so this caused her supervising doctor to meet with her nursing supervisor, who was like, come, come on. Uh, it was eventually agreed upon that Shelly would have no choice but to go full-time when that new wing did open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelly hated her job <laughs> and wanted Jeez. to work as little as possible. You spent, what, 11 years in fucking college to get this job? Right, and now you're a lazy That fuck? you hate? What? Whatever. You cannot be a professional cheerleader. No. <laughs> you have to do something else. No. I'm sorry. Right. Good Lord. Uh, she made no fucking effort to hide the fact that she hated her fucking job. Cool. Um, and was pissed Jimmy's business wasn't bringing in more money. Yeah. This caused her to fall into a deep depression. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. I chuckled. Like, legit, like, chuckled. Yeah. Uh, she was no longer trying to keep up appearances. No. God uh, forbid. She had a Father's Day gathering at her home and didn't invite her side of the family, which everybody was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but then she lied and said Jimmy didn't want him there. Okay. Bitch. Yeah. So, after six months, Jimmy's business was in the black, and he often got very emotional at meetings saying that the Lord had blessed him. Uh, despite this, poor Jimmy was often upset and depressed because Shelly was a complete dick to him, <laughs> with everyone noticing how cold that she was. No. Uh, Shelly and Jimmy were good friends with another couple, Kelly and Bobby Teets. Teets? <laughs> Are you joking, or no. is that... That's real? Teets. Teets. Oh, babe, that's fucking awesome. Teets. <laughs> hey, Teets, come over here. <laughs> We could not be friends with them. No, we couldn't. So, um, Are we inviting the teats over? <laughs> so the couples eventually became so close that Kelly actually transferred her daughter to Kylie and JC's school. Uh, they helped each other out with carpooling, and Bobby started helping Jimmy coach football. Yeah. When Drew quit football and started basketball, Jimmy continued to coach football. He finished out the season and then signed up to coach basketball, asking Stephanie's husband, uh, Dan, to help. Oh, okay. I need a drink again. All good? I'm shuffling the papers just for Teresa. I hope everybody knows that. <laughs> um, Shelly, at this point, was out under a lot of pressure uh, at work to go full-time. But realistically, she was looking for ways to not even work the fucking part-time hours she was scheduled. Right. So she decided, I want to have a baby. Because uh, apparently in her mind, she wouldn't have to work then. Dude, this chick is nuts. I literally worked the day I went into labor. Yeah, you did. You actually (laughs) did. I literally did. So 
Jimmy had a vasectomy, though, after Ooh. his daughter was born. Yeah. Uh, had zero interest in expanding the family. Yeah. Or having the reversal surgery. Right. Uh, this caused a shit ton of fights. Uh, oh, and I wrote again, why the fuck did she bother with school? If, yeah. If you don't want to work. Why are you spending the money on school? Right. A lot. Yeah. I don't I don't get that. Uh, she went from trying to put out the perfect family facade to now believing that she should be a rich man's wife and not have to work. Oh. Well. The fuck do you do all day? Fucking trophy wife. What do you do all day? I don't know. Color? Leg kicks? <laughs> <laughs> color? Yeah. Fuck. I color good, babe. You do color good. Fuck. You color swear words. I do. Very well. You do. Um, Jimmy, again, was questioning Shelly's fidelity, uh, especially after she stayed all stayed out all night at an Italian fest with her friend. And when Jimmy was like, uh, fuck. Yeah. She was like, mm, it's none of your business. Ooh. Well, it, it, it is. is kind of. But yeah. sure. Cool. We'll go with that. <laughs> right. Good talk. Uh-huh. Well, in, in Goodfellas, when he gets to the door, just turn around and walk away. <laughs> right. Just, just go. Um, in September of 2005, Shelly again was suspended from work without pay for insubordination for taking unauthorized days off. Dude, this chick is fucking out of control. Uh, the new wing was going to be opening soon and Shelly didn't even want to fucking work the hours that she had. So she definitely was not thinking about going full time. Right. Uh, Kelly and Bobby Teets. Teets. Worked for a company that made industrial uniforms. Uh, the company was going out of business and they were selling off all their machines. Bobby told Shelly that, uh, sh- told Shelly and Jimmy that an embroidery machine would be a good investment, which hmm. I don't Sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, Jimmy eventually agreed, uh, that him and Shelly would back the company. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelly finally seemed excited about something, which... Uh, 11 years in school to be a nurse practitioner and now you're excited about an embroidery machine yeah i'm not knocking embroidery machines i i want a fucking cricket so bad it's not even funny yeah but, but i don't get it i yeah i mean it's like one end of the spectrum yeah to, to the, the other, other you know so they were gonna buy the machine and uh her and bobby were going to work out of jimmy and shelly's basement uh, Shelly threw herself into researching everything that would uh, they would need to get them started. At uh, this time, Bobby took a job with Jimmy's company. Mm-hmm. So now they're even closer. Yeah. They're together all the time. Uh, in October, Shelly went to Jimmy saying Drew had exhibited serious misbehavior. Uh, it's never said what mm. said misbehavior was. Yeah. Um, anywhere. But Drew denied it and called Shelly a liar. Okay. Jimmy snapped, Ooh. took his belt off, and hit Drew with his belt. Oh, wow. So, okay. I guess then, um, I got hit with a fucking paddle. So, yeah, I, I mean, got hit with the belt. I didn't find this to be alarming. No. Apparently, everybody else did. Yeah, I, um, I get whacked with fucking hanger and yeah. fucking belt all the time. My mom's got the fucking paddle that... <laughs> Hanging on her wall. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he, after he realized what he had done, he was completely beside himself. Hmm. 
I all right, I get it, but still, sometimes you got to get hit with a fucking belt. Yeah, you sometimes know? you need it. These kids don't get hit with belts nowadays, and you can uh, fucking tell. Exactly. Um. So the following Saturday at Drew's soccer game, Stephanie saw a bruise on Drew's arm. When she confronted Jimmy, he became unglued at yeah. this point. Uh, he begged her for her forgiveness and Drew for his forgiveness. Uh, Stephanie and Dan sat down and spoke with Jimmy about communication, and they all agreed to take Shelly out of the equation because they figured that was a huge part of the problem. Yeah. Um, as soon as they did that, huge difference in their relationship. Yeah. Um, so while Stephanie and Drew had forgiven Jimmy, the uh, teacher at school saw the bruises and called CPS. Wow. So Jimmy agreed to start counseling and work with a pastor. During his first session, he told the pastor about his marital issues and apparently Shelly's drinking, mm. which is not mentioned anywhere. Yeah. So one of the things, um, one of the podcasts I listened to said that they thought maybe he didn't want to bring up the cheating, so he said she was drinking instead. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, she, it says nowhere yeah. about booze. Um, so... Yeah, right? Yeah, I couldn't reach my itch. Oh. Uh, he didn't talk about the infidelity, but instead said that he wanted Shelly uh, to get back into church and to recommit to their marriage. Mm-hmm. Shelly didn't give a fuck. Right. She stopped attending church with the kids, which was very hurtful to Jimmy. Um, what are you looking at? Mom texted me. What, what is she mom? She wants to know what kind of dip you chew. Oh. For your stocking, probably. <laughs> oh. My phone went, ran out of juice, so it's not working either. Oh, so, so you have to pay attention to me. I do. Oh, I have oh. been. You have been. Um, Tell your mom. Well, you know what I, I do. I know, yeah. yeah. Ten years. Yeah, but... Yeah. Hasn't changed. I have different cravings at times, <laughs> though. I so. fucking hate the apple. Um. Now I'm thinking about apple, and I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, so I don't like it. many people noticed how depressed and distraught Jimmy seemed during this time. All the while, Shelley was actively looking into starting up an embroidery business. I can't fucking see. <laughs> Your candle got like super dim. It did. Fuckers. Uh, so she signed herself and Bobby up for an embroidery conference in Chicago. What? what they have those how to start an embroidery business that's, i'm sorry but like that's got to be boring how as many fuck. people do you think were there seven maybe Eight? six yeah. well she only booked one room mm. mm-hmm. mm. uh this was very much treated as a lover's getaway mm-hmm. they were caught on multiple surveillance cameras kissing and holding hands oh. with the teats uh, Shelly would later say that she felt guilty and she was just sucked into it. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was sucking something yeah, else. Yeah, well, I'm sucking into it. Uh, I wrote full of shit in all capital letters. <laughs> um, Jimmy, at this point, though, seemed to be coming to some sort of peace. Yeah. He seemed a little bit happier. Maybe he was kind of just like, eh, whatever. whatever. You know? Yeah. Uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend, he went home to go hunting with his dad. As soon as he left the fucking house, Shelly called Bobby. Mm. He immediately came over. They had sex in Jimmy and Shelly's bed, and then he went home to his wife. 
Jap teats. Um, Denny did say for the first time in a very long time that Jimmy seemed happy and excited about his future with the business. No. Um, during the weekend, sorry, my hair. Uh, Jimmy worked a shift at a hospital by his parents' house uh, and then went back to his parents' house to go hunting with his dad again on Monday. Yeah. Uh, Reggie called and asked Jimmy if he could come to Ruby Memorial and help set up a sleep apnea machine for a newborn. Jimmy promised uh, he would go set it up as soon as he got home. Mm -hmm. Reggie never talked to him again. Mm. Uh, Jimmy then called Bobby to ask his schedule. He randomly brought up the embroidery business and said they'd be seeing a lot of each other. That was the last time Bobby talked to him. Mm. Uh, While Jimmy supported the embroidery business, he was no longer going to pay for it. Shelly assumed that he would pay for it using his business. And while he was gone hunting, she snuck into his office to use his fax machine. Yeah. But then decided to email all the partners of Mountaineer Home Medical, saying that she understood if they didn't want to be involved in the embroidery business because her and Jimmy would do it alone. But the... What, what are you doing? Like, the, it, it was never a plan. Dude. Yeah. So, it, she was probably fucking looking for another investor because yeah. her husband was like, fuck you, dude. I'm not yeah, doing it. Probably. Um, it, Nobody, <clears throat> obviously, wanted to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, she called Bobby and was like, we're going to have to finance this shit ourselves. Bring all your tax returns to my work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, 11 29. Did I say 28 in the very beginning? I did, didn't I? You might have. Yeah. I might have. I fucking did. No, 29th. Um, God damn it, babe. I know. And you know what? When I was writing that, I'm like, I think that's wrong. (laughs) It is. It was late. (laughs) You were pressuring me. (laughs) You were. Um, So she got to work between 6.15 and 6.30, which was very early. On what date now? The 29th. The 29th. Uh, she made sure that she was seen and uh, remembered, even going as far as pinching Reggie on the butt and checking in at the nurse's station, which she never did. Yeah. Uh, around 7.30 a.m., she called Jimmy about packing lunch for the kids because whatever they were serving for hot lunch, Kylie wasn't going to like. Yeah. Uh, she also made a point to call the home phone. By 8 a.m., she was visibly antsy. Yeah. Uh, she told the clerk that she left her pager in the car and she was going to go get it. The clerk vividly remembers thinking it was super odd because Shelly never used her fucking pager, so it didn't matter. Yeah. At 8.11 a.m., surveillance cameras caught Shelly leaving the parking lot. Mm. At 8.27 a.m., she was seen on another security camera walking back in with an umbrella trying to cover up her face. Mm. So that leaves uh, about 16, 17 minutes that she was unaccounted for. Uh, Jimmy's staff was growing concerned. He was always the first one there, and the office manager was immediately worried when she didn't see his car in the parking lot at 7.30 when she got there. Yeah. All right, at this point I stopped writing because my hand fucking died. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, I am blind. Uh, By 8 a.m., the staff decided to do something because he had missed his appointment to set up that sleep apnea machine for oh, the newborn, yeah. and that wasn't like him. Right. Uh, they repeatedly called his cell and home phone with no answer. Bobby Teets was out on a delivery for the company, so the office manager called him, telling him they couldn't get a hold of Jimmy, and, hey, can you swing by there and, yeah. and check on him? Yeah. Uh, around this time, two utility workers saw smoke coming from the rafters of the Michael home, and they called 911. 
At 10.27 a.m., windows of an upstairs bedroom blew out and flames were shooting out. When Bobby got there, police and fire were already on scene. When he saw Jimmy's car, he started freaking out that Jimmy was in the house um, to the point that the cops put him in the back of a squad car. Oh, wow. So at 10.35 a.m., he tried to call Shelly. When she didn't answer, he called his wife, Kelly, and had Kelly call Shelly. She called her at the hospital. She told Shelly her house was on fire and she needed to get there. Shelly calmly told the clerk her house was on fire and she needed to leave. (laughs) Calmly. Very calmly. She then went to her office. Oh. And before she left the hospital, she called Jimmy. Oh. Hey, heard the house was on fire. What? Dude, she's... (laughs) Literally left. She's out there. She dude. left a fucking voicemail saying, uh, "I just got called, and they said the house was on fire." Dude, she's she's something else. Goofy bitch. Yeah. Uh, so then the clerk actually saw her leave. Just walked out. Didn't give a shit. The firemen had finally made their way to the bedroom. Um, when they saw the body, which I'll get to that. They put out the fire, tried to preserve the scene and the body, and called detectives. Yeah. Paul Paul Mezenat was the detective, and Fire Lieutenant Ken Tennant walked into the bedroom. They actually had a hard time seeing the body. Yeah. Because he had essentially melted into Uh, the bed. Jesus. Do you want to know how they knew there was a body in there? Probably the outline. His teeth. Oh. They saw teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the fire out, though, you could clearly see that the fire was contained to the bedroom, specifically to the bed. Mm-hmm. There was also a trail, which was obviously caused by an accelerant. Yeah. Shelly had finally arrived on scene and was acting hysterically, because that's mm-hmm. what you do. Yeah. Uh, her ex-husband, Rob, heard about the fire and rushed over. Told you, good guy. Yeah. Um... He was comforting her when the police and firemen came to tell her that her husband was dead, Mm. to which she had minimal reaction. She was then taken to the neighbor's house to lay down. Uh, Detective Mezzanot interviewed multiple people, including Bobby and Rob, and both said that Jimmy didn't do drugs or drink, and there's no way he would do this to himself. Mm. From what they could tell, it appeared that Jimmy uh, was laying on his back in the bed asleep. He was definitely not in the position of someone who was trying to escape a fire. And he was also not positioned like someone who had been burned. Your muscles curl and tighten. So you end up in the fetal position if you're alive. Right, right. So um, uh, this writing is so small. So Shelly's complete lack of emotion was shocking to everyone who saw her. She actually snapped at the detective when he came to interview her because she was the last one to be interviewed and she was pissed. Sorry. Yeah. I wish you could see my face right now. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, when Carrie walked into the house to comfort Shelly, the first thing Shelly said was how much she liked her outfit and where she got it. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And then another friend was like, oh, my God, can I get you anything? And Shelly's like, a new husband. That's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, this is not this what we call fucking, shock and numbness. This bitch. No. This, this is this is not you mourning. Right. No. And I understand people deal with tragedy in different ways, but not this not way. Not like that. No. no. Uh-uh. So the investigators actually had trouble removing Jimmy's body because, like I said, most of it had melted into the bed. Legs were gone. Um, there was a hole in his chest 
where there had been what they called a blowout. So his organs popped. Yeah. Pretty much from being so hot. Yeah. Um, Denny needed to see the body, his dad. And they're like, no, no. You don't want to see you it don't. like that. And yeah. he's like, I, I do. I need it to be real. He did end up seeing it. Um, when he got to the Emmy's office, there was only small patches of skin on his backside. Some of his organs were still intact. Um, however, they immediately knew he was dead before the fire because there was no soot in his airway or sinus cavity. Yeah. Uh, there was also no carbon monoxide detected, which mm. he would have been breathing. Uh, the yeah. heart and liver were intact enough to send tissue samples out for um, sample yeah. or for uh, tax screen, excuse me. Stephanie's husband, Dan, uh, came over that night, you know, to help out with the kids. Yeah. And saw Shelly and Bobby laying down under a blanket together. How romantic. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? And then later on, Shelly and uh, Mrs. Teets. Mrs. Teets. We're going over the insurance paperwork. Oh, of course. Yeah. Dude's still smoking. Um, so arson investigators had a very hard time with the scene because the fire had burned so hot. So it made things very difficult and required a lot of testing. They did bring in a canine who was trained to find accelerants, and he alerted in 10 different places in and around the bedroom. Uh, they also found the cap to a syringe under the bed hmm. and a syringe in the kitchen sink. Hmm. So this goofy bitch probably thought the whole fucking house was going to burn down. Yeah. Now, the cap on the floor were trained to not recap syringes. Right. Literally, it, you uncap it with your fucking teeth and spit it on the ground. Yeah. That's what everybody fucking does. So that's why it was on the ground. Right. Guaranteed. Right. She didn't even, she probably didn't even fucking think about it when nope. she did it. Probably right. So Reggie Hours uh, was adamant that they look into Bobby because he felt that they were having an affair. He was also the first one to suggest that Shelly had poisoned her husband. He called the hospital and asked a friend of his what kind of drugs they should be looking for in Jimmy. Uh, Dr. Mike Farabee suggested many drugs, but specifically mentioned vecuronium. That's a, it's a paralytic for innovation. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a nasty one. Mm. Just because, I mean, it's, it works well. But yeah. um, So this was used a lot, vecuronium and recuronium, for uh, pediatric innovation mm-hmm. because it, it um, took effect super quick. Okay. So working in a PICU, it's out. Yeah. It's not locked up. It's not a narcotic. Oh, really? Nope. So it's not locked up. It's like fucking Tylenol. Oh, so it's, no shit. It's left out. Nobody would know if it was missing. Mm. Um, many friends, including Jeremy Miller, told the police about her affair with Bobby. And then Jimmy also told them about the sweater that was sent or Jeremy told them about the sweater that was sent to Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, who was interviewed, was scared shitless and denied the affair. Rob Angus was like, uh, look into Shelly. Yeah. Now, the reason he said that, A, he knows she's a goofy bitch. Right. Two, his sister had been her nursing manager at Ruby Memorial. <laughs> what? <laughs> And told Rob to tell the investigator specifically that they needed to check for Vecuronium. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reggie had his own conversation with Shelly. And this is when she said she thought she left the iron on. And Mm. that's what started it. 
um, Rob Angus was there to help with the kids, and he even set up a more a memorial fund for Shelly and oh, the kids. Nice. Shelly was staying with Jimmy's parents in Cumberland, where the funeral was being held. Shelly insisted on seeing Jimmy's body at the funeral home. The funeral home at first um, refused. Yeah. And Denny was like, dude, you, you don't. You don't want to see him that way. Yeah. Uh, she threw a fucking fit and caused a scene. So, uh, hang on. I got to scroll up. What a bitch. Yeah. At the visitation, uh, people who had gone to school with Jimmy and everything like that kept walking up to his old friend Carrie and were like, what the fuck is wrong with Shelly? Yeah. Drew, who is now 12, was inconsolable. He, uh, at one Poor point, guy. was sitting on top of the closed casket talking to his dad. Shelly flipped the fuck out and said she wanted to be alone with her husband in the casket and kicked everybody out of the room. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so she was still staying at the parents' house, and she asked if Bobby and Kelly could stay there, too, because she needed them. Oh, of course. She needed to be comforted. So Jimmy's dad, Denny, got up at some point and went out for a walk and came back and saw uh, Shelly and Bobby hugging. Huh. And Shelly, like, shoved him away, like, pretended yeah, it didn't happen. Right. Um, <clears throat> at the funeral, Drew, again, was inconsolable. Stephanie was inconsolable and couldn't figure out uh, why the fuck his actual wife wasn't even trying to fake cry. Right. She just sat there. She didn't, she didn't care. There was a detective that was there um, and said that she was visibly annoyed at having really? to be there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude. <clears throat> um, the Monday after the funeral, Ruby Memorial granted Shelly a six-month leave of absence. Yeah. And the very next thing she did on the Monday following the funeral was to go to the insurance company well, to find out what, what paperwork she had to file for the 500 grand. Yep. Um. That afternoon, she was approached by many people who wanted to have a memorial service in Morgantown, which is where they lived, yeah. you know. So she was like, fine, do it, but you have to do it tomorrow, which, yeah. come on. So she met with the pastor, Reverend Goodwin, the morning of the service, and Bobby went with her. Mm. They were holding hands. Yeah. Uh, the Reverend assumed that Bobby was a family member, which caused him to become increasingly uncomfortable with their actions. Later saying, quote, I honestly felt they behaved more like lovers than friends. Mm. He was also struck by how detached she was. Yeah. Um, that morning, Jimmy's parents came in early to meet with detectives. And without knowing... Did you sneeze? No, I was trying to hide a yawn. Oh. Um... Jesus. So Denny didn't know that people had been calling the police already, and he went to the police and was like, she fucking poisoned him. We know she did. Um, Police had gotten all of the camera footage from Chicago Mm -hmm. and brought Shelly and Bobby for interviews at the same time. They interviewed Bobby first because they wanted Shelly to kind of sit and stew. Yeah. Uh, Bobby broke immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Said he wasn't. Job, in, he wasn't in love with Shelly. They were just having sex, and he did not want to leave his wife. Ooh. And they're like, "Okay, cool." And he's like, "So do I have to tell my wife?" <laughs> and the detective's like, "Well, you're gonna have to fucking testify, so you might want to go home and tell her." Right. Just right. a thought. <laughs> do I have to tell, him? sir? You're in a police interrogation room. <laughs> You might want to inform your wife as to why. Oh, dude, really? The sad thing is, is that he went home and told her, and she was 
shocked. Shocked. Really? Yes. Wow. I think people choose to ignore. Yeah. You know? I I Um, agree. So Shelly's still denying the affair, said nothing happened in Chicago. Mm. Um, She said they got one room just to save money. Yeah. The detective was like, yeah, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, When they told her the fire was arson, she replied with, quote, you're kidding. Uh, They told her they sent out tissue for drugs and they have a good idea how Jimmy died. To which she replied, well, can you tell me? Mm. I would slip. Yeah. Um, During another interview, Shelly's story didn't change at all. Uh, The detective said, quote, I have a feeling you know Jimmy didn't suffer. And Shelly's like, what do you mean? So she played stupid, yeah, Yeah. for the next two fucking hours. Um, As soon as she left, she called Bobby to see what he had said Mm -hmm. and he fucking lied to her obviously yeah um bobby actually requested a polygraph to clear his name oh wow uh he did pass Mm -hmm. actually uh shelly was up next for the polygraph and of course was trying to control the interview yeah when told about the footage from the hospital of her leaving she appeared shocked but quickly recovered uh she spit out a pretty plausible story about moving her car because of the rain and not being able to find a parking spot uh, the examiner, uh, the polygraph examiner, finished up the preliminary interview by explaining the process of the test. Yeah. He then showed her a list of numbers, told her to circle one, and put it in her pocket. Mm-hmm. He hooked her up to everything, uh, asked her a couple questions, and then told her, you picked number five. She fucking panicked. Ooh. She stood up and was like, fucking unhook me. I'm not taking this fucking test. Nope, not going to do it. Wow. Freaked the fuck out. Mm. So while she was being unhooked, she admitted to the affair. Uh, She said, quote, listen, I'm not taking your polygraph, but I'll be honest with you, I did have the affair. But she like flipped the fuck out. Yeah. Um, Sergeant Merrill and Detective Mezzanot stopped um, bullshitting her pretty much. Mm -hmm. And we're like, listen, we have a witness who fucking saw you at the house. Yeah. Dipshit. Um, her neighbor, Sean, Ooh. who worked at Ruby Memorial <laughs> as a respiratory Why therapist. Why wouldn't he? Yes. Uh, he also was a volunteer fireman. Mm. So while he was driving home from work, he had gotten off a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed Shelly or saw her basically at a stop sign at 8.20 a.m. right by their house. Yeah. He waved. She looked away. And he didn't think anything of it because he's like, she's she's a bitch. bitch right. Yeah. Um, Should have flicked her off. Right. So he got out of his truck and was like, huh, I smell smoke. Didn't see any. Mm-hmm. Went in the house, took a shower, came back out to go to the firehouse, smelled smoke still. Went to the firehouse, laid down, got a phone call uh, around noon telling him about the fire. A couple yeah. of doors down from him. He called his his buddy Reggie because they all work at Ruby Memorial together. <laughs> the fuck? Reggie called the police and told them about Sean, you yeah. know, that he had smelled the smoke. Uh, Shelly tried to claim the drive to the hospital was 10 minutes, then conceded it was closer to five. Detective Mezzanon said, you're full of shit. I tested it. It took me four minutes to get from the hospital to your fucking driveway. Yeah. Then I sat there for three to four minutes, which would really be long enough for you to run inside and light a fucking match. Right. Uh, went back to the hospital and did it in less than 17 minutes. Mm. So 
After two and a half hours, Shelly finally admitted to leaving the hospital, saying she needed to pick up paperwork for the embroidery machine financing. Yeah. She said she never went into the house because she realized she had the paperwork with her, so she went back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She said that she lied about it because she didn't want her boss to get mad that she left. Bitch, you do not care. Right. <laughs> you, you do not you, fucking care. We're aware of your work history. Right. So during the interview, she said she did admit the affair right away because she was embarrassed and she didn't tell them about going to the house because she felt guilty about not going in. Yeah. You went in. Uh, Sergeant Merrill and Detective Mezzanot said that she was the most cold, calculated person they had ever interviewed in their 20 years. Wow. Shelly Shelly went home and casually told her mom that the police were just trying to scare her. Well, her mom was like, you should probably be fucking scared. Let's get you an attorney. Yeah. So they hired uh, Tom Dyer. He called the police department the next morning and said that he was now representing Shelly and she would no longer be answering any questions. Mm. Bobby took another polygraph around Christmas and was officially cleared. Yeah. Uh, Shelly went on about her business like nothing happened. Yeah. She uh, continued to try and get the insurance payout, but because the fire was suspicious, they're like, no. Nope. Uh, she did agree to be interviewed on tape by the insurance company, though, and yeah. told them of her iron theory. Yeah. It, it, dude, it's like 2005. Iron's fucking shut off. Right. Dummy. <laughs> um, her attorney, Tom Dyer, I can't fucking say, I'm old. God damn it. He liked to talk. Mm. He talked to everybody who would listen. Uh, he said the first time he met with her, he was drinking a Coke and left the office and the Coke unattended. And when he came back, he said he'd be damned if he drank it after it was left alone with her. <laughs> yeah. He said, the first thing you notice about Shelly is her, quote, Charles Manson eyes. Ooh. <laughs> she's, she's the only woman I have ever met in my entire life that has black hole eyes. And it brings a shiver up your entire spine. Oh, pleasant. Yeah. Mm. Uh, on January 9th, she turned in a 34-page inventory of what was lost in the fire, yeah. including a $70 bucket of nail polish, a $40 frame of her wedding vows. How come the nail polish costs more than that? Yeah, right. Um, she also included... That's when you know you have a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, she included how many socks Jimmy had in his drawer. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many fucking socks you are anywhere. keep moving what am I... the microphones. Sorry. I don't care. Uh, You made me lose my fucking spot again. The second week of February 2006, the tox screen came back. It tested positive for rachironium. There were high levels in the heart. Um, On March 4th, they did a second tox screen and same thing came back. And the death certificate was changed to homicide. Um, A couple days later... Denny received Jimmy's death certificate in the mail by accident. It was supposed to go to Shelly and it went to him. Yeah. So he was like, uh, you better fucking arrest her now. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So Shelly was actually finally taken into custody and she was held on a $100,000 bond for arson, but would still have to go to jail uh, to see an actual circuit court judge for the murder charge. Yeah. Uh, she was granted a $350,000 bond by the circuit court judge. And six days after her arrest, her parents posted the full four hundred and fifty grand, and Shelly was released on house arrest. Damn. Yeah. Uh, this was a fucking joke, the house yeah. arrest. 
They said that she could go to the doctor, the grocery store, and to work, which she had gotten a job at a little shop in town. She fucking hates it. She convinced the officer fitting her for the electronic device to put it around her thigh so it wouldn't show when she wore a dress. How fucking small are I, you, by I the way? I think you could do that. Yeah. Um, people were calling, like, left and fucking right. And they are like, listen, she's not... She's out. Like, we keep seeing her. Mm-hmm. They go before the judge, and he's like, well, she didn't really hurt anybody. So... What? Yeah. Whatever. Which really just made her more fucking brazen, yeah. you know? Uh, Tom Dyer said that she tried to control her defense the entire time. So she was writing up character analysis of Jimmy's friends. Yeah. And even wrote a closing argument for Tom to use. What? Yeah. Come Lady, come on, what the fuck? Yeah. So uh, the ATF got involved, obviously, mm-hmm. because it was so hard to determine the fire. Right. They came up with seven different models to use for the trial, which would really prove that she could did, she did it. Yeah. Um, people questioned why the fire was able to smolder for so long. She shut the door. Yeah. She cut off the oxygen supply. Right. So when she didn't hear anything by 8 o'clock, she went back, lit a fucking match, threw it on the bed. Mm. So um, in June, she finally got her bail revoked. Really? She got caught getting her nails done. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Ugh. That's the thing that gets you caught. What a fucking, fucking dipshit. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, so the evidence was largely circumstantial. Circumstantial. There you go. Uh, but the state put on a strong case. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest things they used was the syringe cap. Yeah. Saying, you know, that she's trained and there's no fingerprints on the syringe because she probably wore gloves. So this rachironium. So Jimmy had worked overnight, was exhausted. He's going to bed. Yeah. Wouldn't feel more than a pinch. Right. Like a mosquito bite. I shouldn't say pinch because he pinched his wife, remember? Oh, yeah. Um, it would be like a mosquito bite. Yeah. So, rachironium uh, is like succinylcholine. It paralyzes you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fuck with your head. So, you know what's going on. You know on. exactly what's going on. Ugh. So, with rachironium, the first thing that happens is your muscles get weak and you start to have a little hard time breathing. Yeah. Um eventually your diaphragm stops working mm. and you no longer can breathe on your own right you suffocate but you know exactly what the fuck is going on Ugh. your mind never goes that's fucking terrible yes. uh it's actually one of the paralytic drugs they use for the death penalty oh really so but you know exactly what's happening yeah so like with innovation of a, an adult they use succinylcholine and a couple other things because it shuts down your respiratory drive so the ventilator can breathe for you so right. you don't fight it. Right. Rocky does the same thing. I gotcha. According to the experts who testified, it would have taken approximately 13 minutes for Jimmy to die and he knew what was happening the entire time. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, the jury was torn for a little while. Mm-hmm. They weren't really sure, you know, maybe he he could have done something, but maybe she didn't, yeah. you know. Uh, and then she got on the stand. Oh, 
and hopefully she just fucking she sealed her own fucking fate. Good. Uh, she came up with multiple different reasons of or scenarios of how this could happen, even suggesting that Jimmy had committed suicide. Why her attorney would even put her on the stand is beyond me. Right. So, especially when you have a juror who comes out later and says, listen, that's what sealed her fucking fate. We we were torn before. Yeah. So, excuse me. After deliberations, um, she was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life with mercy, which means... What the fuck does that mean? So it's life basically with the possibility of parole, but when you're told possibility of parole, they have to give you a parole hearing. Yeah. When you're sentenced to life with mercy, they don't have to give you shit. Really? So the jury sentenced her to that because it would force her to sit in jail and constantly wonder if she was ever going to get a parole hearing versus allowing her to go to jail without parole and coming to terms really with her sentence. Right. So they were like, fuck you, sit and wonder. She also was convicted of first-degree arson and sentenced to 20 years to be conserved consecutively. Mm. So even if she did get paroled for the murder, she still had to serve the 20 years. Um, After the sentencing... Shelly stood up and said, I mean no disrespect, but quote, I am not cold, I am not calculated, and I did not kill my husband. Okay, con. Right. The judge said, your guilt and innocence are not the issue. They have already been decided. <laughs> done, done, done. Shelly did attempt two appeals. Uh, the first one was actually filed by Tom Dyer mm-hmm. and his wife, who was also an attorney. Uh, they filed based on the court denying them Um, the opportunity to present evidence that Rocky Ronium can be bought on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, They denied it. Yeah. Fuck you. The second one was filed by Shelly, who is representing herself, Mm. (laughs) saying that uh, the uh, trial she had ineffective counsel. Oh, yeah. That was denied, too. Good. She's still in fucking jail. Good. Fuck you. So, that is the story. Mm. Of Shelly Michael. That was good. Yeah. That was interesting. That Rocky Ronian, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it it's I mean you're you you have every ounce of your wits about you. Yeah. What a way to go. And you man. can't you can't fucking move. Oh god. Like you to know physic- you're... And, and he's a respiratory therapist. Yeah. And he to... knew like what was happening and what order it was gonna happen in. To know you're gonna be fucking burned alive. Well, she started Dear fire Lord. after she killed him. Oh, well, yeah. But, but still, you, did she poke him and watch him? Yeah. Did she just fucking lay there and watch him die? Yeah, that's fucked up. So, man, fuck evil. Yeah, pure evil. Pure evil in this world. It does exist. So, well, that was good. Yeah. That was good. What? Uh, we don't know what we're doing for our next, do we? No. Okay, so we got to check the notebook. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, we're going to do... Jody Arias. Yeah. I was thinking about Susan Powell, too, but I'll see what's on the request. Yeah, there's like five requests that we still got to go through. Got it. um, So I'll post the poop shoot shirts as soon as I get them. Yeah. Uh, we still have Death Do Us Part t-shirts mm-hmm. and pens and stickers and magnets and yep. 
all that good jazz. Uh, you do not have to be a Patreon to buy it. Right. You can just go on our Patreon page, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash death to us part one. Yep. Yep. Uh, our Gmail, mm-hmm. uh, dduppodcast.one at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. DDUP underscore podcast, yep. right? Uh, Twitter. At DDU Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook. Facebook. Jam Cash and Death Do Us Part. Yep. So. And please like, subscribe. Share. Share. Please do reviews. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt or two. Mm-hmm. But uh, we yeah, appreciate leave you guys. Yeah, we, we appreciate some reviews. Um, More suggestions? Bring them yeah, on. Yeah, we, we still have a list, but still shoot Football's us. over, so yeah. we got time. Yeah, so any suggestions, just shoot us. Shoot it. Shoot us. Yeah, yeah shoot, shoot us. Shoot us. Whatever. Uh, we sh- tapped. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Right. Just uh, shoot it our way. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But... Uh, Ugh. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Yep. Please keep listening and sharing and liking and reviewing. And yep. It really makes us happy. It does. <laughs> it does. So. All right, guys. Well, we will be talking to you soon. A couple days. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.